From Outside's Healthy Living Group, this is HLG's Talk Healthy Today podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Davis. Hi, it's Lisa Davis. Please don't skip this very important announcement. I will keep it brief. Talk Healthy Today is ending in the next two months or so. So you can come back, check the shows. But the good news is you can get all the same great content and even more at Health Power. Now, Health Power was formerly Naturally Savvy. Now it is called Health Power. And there are over a thousand episodes. So please go now or go when it's convenient. But don't forget, go where you get your podcasts. Go find Health Power and hit subscribe. I really hope you'll come with me. I love this audience. I've heard from so many of you. I love what I've been doing here. And I'm going to just continue all this great work over at Health Power. Also, if you want more information, go to lisadavismph.com. Okay. Thanks so much. Can't wait to see you over at Health Power. I have been working in health media for over 20 years, and I have read a lot of books, and I just read one. It is a must read. It is going to help you change your life and your health and your body. It is by our wonderful regular guest, Christine Hornick. It is Unlock Your Macro Type, Identify Your True Body Type, Understand Your Carb Tolerance, Accelerate Fat Loss. Christine Hornick is an award-winning chemist and three-time champion fitness competitor, nutrition and exercise expert. Christine uses her background in serious science to develop her best-selling body type programs. Since founding her company in 2013, Christine has helped over 40,000 women transform their bodies and switch to a body positive self-image. With over 20 million views on her YouTube channel, Christine has been a leader in the area of women's health since 2012. She's been featured in Forbes, Fox News, ABC, CBS, NBC, Extra, Huffington Post, Muscle and Fitness, Hers, Muscle and Strength, and Flex Magazine. Christine, welcome back to Talk Healthy Today. Thank you, Lisa. I'm so glad to be here. It's so great to have you on. I had so much fun reading the book. I took a ton of notes and I also figured out my macro type. You talk about in in the 90s, you were a teen and you wanted to look like Kate Moss. You talked about trying all the diets and then, and it brought you to this question, why was I not doing this for my body? So talk to us about that. It's crazy because I think uh, like many women, We try to approach our physique goals from the perspective of eating less and exercising more. And I used to think that exercise was the answer. I used to run track. I used to run cross country. I even became a marathon runner, Lisa. And I thought that if I would just exercise enough, my physique would change. And it it didn't dawn on me until I was applying all this effort and still wasn't where I wanted to be with my body composition. It was frustrating. It was irritating. But I'm like, wait a minute. There has to be something you are doing that is fundamentally wrong. And as a scientist, I know that if it cannot be measured, it cannot be improved. And the reality is, it's like, okay, so what variables am I not measuring? I totally understood that, you know, you needed to burn calories. I think everyone's been, that's kind of ingrained in a lot of us, but i I took zero consideration of the input, which is what you eat. And I learned very quickly that you can't compete with what you eat. And it was actually quite offensive when I first realized how much I was actually eating. Um, I used to be the person who would go for seconds. I would eat pretty healthy foods. I wasn't like a big like fast food or junk food person per se, but I could eat. I had a healthy appetite. And it just shocked and astounded me how much I was eating relative to where I needed to be. And 
once I started applying math to how I should be eating, how many calories should I have in a day, what should my protein, fat, and carb breakdown be, it changed everything. It changed the game. Right. So talk to us about the different macros. And I am protein-fueled, low-carb macro type. So macros is short for macronutrients, and macronutrients make up the caloric content of food. So all food can be either a protein, a carb, or a fat. It can only be one of those three things. And once I realized that, you know, I was eating too many carbs, my fats were too high, my protein was too low, I felt like I discovered the holy grail because it honestly didn't take me that long in the grand scheme of things to start seeing those changes. I remember my first six week transformation that I did and I was like, this is it. Like, because everything I've ever done before, I would get smaller, but I wouldn't get leaner, right? Like I wasn't burning body fat and I started to see a two pack and then my two pack became a four pack. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, what do I got to do to go to the distance with this? And that's when I challenged myself to do a fitness competition. It was something I've always wanted to do. And I started training for my first fitness competition in 2012. I've always been like trying and dabbling with stuff in that space years prior. But 2012 was when everything clicked and it made sense. And I really, I'm like, this is how you do it. You're right that the world we live in is looking at nutrition completely backwards. Expand on that and how we've been doing the wrong things, which is why we haven't been getting the results we'd like. So fat loss, you know, this... If you're trying to lose a pound of body fat, right? You're trying to right. lose a pound of body fat. Fat loss is a biochemical oxidation reaction, and it doesn't happen arbitrarily. When you just start cutting calories and with no consideration of macros, what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up losing muscle mass. You're going to end up losing water weight. And so many people get hype on the fact that the weight is going down, that the number on the scale is going down, but you're not necessarily seeing the improvements in your physique. And with that being said, you know, I was at first feeling like, oh my goodness, I need to eat less. But no, it's not about eating less. It's about eating correctly. And, you know, I needed to fill my plate with more protein. I needed more fiber. I needed more vegetables. I still eat carbohydrates, but, you know, I would literally put like one to two cups worth of rice on my plate. I'd have some protein there, but nowhere near the amount I needed to reach those goals. And once I shifted the composition of my plate, my body composition shifted in parallel. I want to be like Lori, who you mentioned in the book, where she was able to maintain, lose some fat, but still have her curves. Someone like me who, yeah, I'd like to be firmer, but I don't want to give up the booty and the, you know. Well, the thing is, um, obviously, now, with regards to your your breast tissue getting smaller, I mean, that's just... That comes with the territory, unless you get implants. And again, no, no shade or hate. Sure, it does that. You know, do you? But you know, you are going to. I mean, it's fat. So now, when it comes to the glutes, however, you you will lose some fat, but you can replace it with muscle. But it's also going to depend on how your body naturally stores fat. So if you are naturally more on the pear shaped end of the spectrum, where your body just naturally stores it there, it's you're going to have a harder time losing that. So you will still sustain some of that fat, but the key is you really want to build up the muscle mass in the glutes. And I was one of those people, I'm, I'm half Asian. I literally had like no curves like whatsoever. Um, when I was starting this, I, 
always had calves. I always had quads, but like glutes, no. And I had to build them. Like my body does not naturally store fat in my glutes, but you know, with proper training, proper fueling of the body, the answer is yes, you can stay relatively the same size, but shift that body composition if you're eating properly and training properly. I am pretty well balanced. Although like my mother and my mother was always super thin, she did carry fat in her legs. So I look at my legs and I'm thinking, even though they're not out of proportion to the rest of me, the muscle to fat ratio is definitely out of whack. And there's all kind, there's a whole spectrum of people who need to lose 40 pounds to people like me, maybe just want to lose a little bit of fat and firm up. And so what's so great about your book is it works for everybody. Mm, absolutely. And I think that's the beauty of it because every diet book, or I, hate, I even hate the word diet, Right. every, every book that was written on nutrition worked well for the person who wrote it. And, you know, that's great. But this book, it, it, this isn't the Christine show. This isn't like, this is what worked for me. Everybody copy what worked for me. It's, it's a self-discovery tool to help you identify the most appropriate approach to fuel your body using science. And that's what a macro type is. A macro type is the best gauge for you to determine how to fuel your body. Some folks are fat fueled. Some folks are protein fueled. Others are carb fueled. There's no right or wrong answer. And this could change depending on what point you're at in your journey. This could definitely change. This could vary. However, what I do encourage people to acknowledge is that it's about self-discovery. And I think so often people approach their health goals with a sense of desperation where they want it and they want it now. They want to take shortcuts. They don't want to wait. They don't want to be patient. They don't want to learn their body right? They just want results now. And I get that. I appreciate that. I've been there. I've been that person, but the fastest way to lose weight is to do it slowly. Meaning you got to do it the right way. You, your body is intelligent. Your body is complex and you can't outsmart the system. Like it just doesn't work. And one thing I encourage my clients to do, and I feel like this is a very fundamental mindset shift is you need to get to a point where you surrender to the process where you're like, okay, this is going to take some time, but I'm going to approach it correctly. I am going to maintain a good relationship with food. I'm going to learn how to fuel my body. And that's what I'm always encouraging people to do. How should you be nourishing your body? What nutrients do you need? You have so much great science in the book and you have how we burn fat, a crash course. So in the book, you cover how we store it mm-hmm. and why we store it and then how we burn it. Talk to us a little bit about that because fat is a complex process. And I love that you really go into it. Yeah. So a lot of people look at fat as a source of potential energy, as something ungodly that we need to get rid of. (laughs) However, fat (laughs) does have function. There is value. You do need a certain amount of fat on your body. It's definitely important. But what a lot of people don't realize is that fat is not just a source of stored potential energy. Fat is also an endocrine organ that can send hormonal signals. And that discovery was something that literally only happened in the last 10 years. And like the fact that people are realizing fat is an endocrine organ, what that means is the more fat you have, the more hormones it's gonna release. The more hormones it's gonna release, the more fat you're gonna gain. And it becomes like this chicken and the egg, and it becomes a nightmare, honestly, especially for women um, I'd say north of 35, entering the perimenopause, menopause, that type of realm, it becomes very challenging. And I break down in the book, you know, how fat loss occurs, 
the, the chemistry of it, how it needs to be set up and what you need to know about it in terms of how, how it functions, because it's not just as simple as eating less. I do get into, into the biochemistry and, you know, you don't need to be a biochemist to be successful with your fat loss. You do, however, need to acknowledge that these principles exist and you need to follow the rules, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, you also talk about carbohydrates. You say they are the most misunderstood food group when it comes to proper nutrition. And you also talk about in the book, do you even know why you've cut them out? Right? Like you, you asked such a good question because I think a lot of people are like, oh, carbs, nope. It's like, well, wait a second. So touch on that for us. Yeah, so carbohydrates, when you consume carbohydrates, it increases your, your blood glucose because carbs are broken down into glucose molecules, which is the single smallest unit of a carbohydrate, which is a, a long uh, polysaccharide chain. When that happens in your body's glucose levels are high in the blood, your body releases insulin. Insulin is a messenger hormone that takes glucose out of the blood and moves it into the cells. The thing that people don't realize about insulin is insulin has two properties. It is a fat storing hormone, which most people understand, like it's going to shuttle glucose out of the blood and it will store carbs as fat if you don't use them. But insulin's also a muscle building hormone. So what I mean is when that glucose is moving out of the blood and into the cells, it's going inside of your muscle cells and it's going to stay there and be stored and utilized until you need it for energy. And the problem is there is a finite amount of glucose your body can store. So there's a storage capacity. And if you exceed that limit, that's when your body switches and uses the insulin and takes the carbs and stores them as fat. But everyone has a finite quantity of how many carbs that they can store. And it's fascinating to me because um, a lot of people feel like carbs are bad. You need them. And the more muscle mass you have, the more carbs you can functionally eat as long as you don't have any insulin management issues. Yeah, my husband eats a lot of carbs, all, you know, good carbs, whole grain carbs. He exercises like a madman, you know, and so for him, it just he's very lean and he does yoga. He runs, he bikes, he does Tai Chi uh, Qigong, like he's just very active. Now, if I eat that many carbs, I would be asleep in the corner. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like it just, I am not, I am low carb, which we will get to. Yeah. Let's talk about protein. Uh, I love that you ask what exactly is protein. And you also say that increasing the protein levels was a game changer for you in this whole thing. Tell us about that. Yeah. So of the three macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat, protein is the only macronutrient that contains nitrogen. And when your body is in a positive nitrogen balance, it forces you to burn fat as a fuel source, especially when you're in a caloric deficit. So that was the game changer for me. Uh, once that principle was demonstrated in my body, like I said, Lisa, I felt like I found the Holy Grail. I was like, that's how those girls do this. I'm like, like, I was like, okay. Like, because I'm one of those people that like, if I don't understand something, I don't give up. I get angry. I'll get angry before I, you know what I mean? I am like, there's no logical reason why I cannot understand this. I, I, apparently I have to be doing something incorrect. And I think that once we set our emotions aside and our frustrations and all the baggage that comes with fat loss, and you can get to a point where you can look at it objectively from a scientific perspective, that's when the problem solving can really occur. If that makes sense. Yes. 
Yeah. And what's so great is you have a find your macro type quiz in the book. So I did that. And again, I am macro type number three, protein fueled, low carb. And I thought so because, you know, if I eat brown rice, forget about it. I'm just, I don't do well. I love my yams. I love my vegetables. I like my quinoa in small amounts. That's about it for carbs. I like my dark chocolate. So I get my sugar from that, but it's pretty low sugar. And then I like a lot of protein. So that seems to be working well. I think I, I think what's happened is sometimes I'll be like, well, the way I eat, I really should be learned losing fat, but I'm not. So I probably still don't have the balance right. And I think that's why your book is so important because it's going to, it gives you those percentages. So I'm going to try that and see what happens. Yeah. No, I, I strongly encourage you to do that because like, like, like I said earlier, like, this was very offensive to me when I first started realizing that you really needed to be that dialed in. Now, does this mean you need to eat and weigh and measure every single thing you eat for the rest of your life? No. And the way I look at it is like this. I look at macros like a GPS. So if you're going from point A to point B, could you just drive and figure it out? You may be able to, it might take you longer, but if you have directions, it's just going to take you right there. It will account for traffic. It'll account for, you know, those types of delays and detours, but you know how to get there. You know, are you always going to need the GPS once you become familiar with the lay of the land? No, but you'll be saving yourself a hell of a lot of time if you actually just like listen to somebody. And we all know those people who won't ask for directions. Yes, unfortunately. Yes. And, you know, like I said, I was one of them. I was so stubborn. I just wanted to, I tried it all and like nothing worked. And even the things that I had like a little bit of success on, meaning I see the number on the scale go down, I felt like trash. I was tired. I was hungry. Like there's no way I could sustain a life like that and nor would I want to. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about the different macro types, you've got carb fueled, protein fueled, protein fueled, low carb, fat fueled, and fat fueled, low carb. I thought maybe I would be fat fueled, but there is a good percentage of fat in the macro type three, I noticed. And I think that's where a lot of people uh, go wrong is they still have, even after all these years from the 80s and 90s of that low fat, no fat nonsense, they still have that in their head. So how do we get people to eat their fat? I think that we need to understand that Fat is a very important nutrient and one of the most important functions of fat. Now, obviously you can't be overdoing it either. Sure. One of the most important um, properties of fat is that it slows down the absorption of carbohydrates. It slows down that process. It stabilizes your blood sugar. It's important for hormone health. It's important for brain health and just for concentration. And the macro type that you are, macro type three, that was a very like missed thing for me when I started gauge world training in 2013, because I worked well on macro type two, which is protein fueled, you know, low fat, moderate carb. And, you know, that's the way bodybuilders eat. It's the way like celebrities like JLo and the rock eat. They, they're more in that, that realm. And as my platform grew and I grew on YouTube and I started to engage with people who had autoimmune issues, people who had inflammation, people with hormone imbalances, thyroid, like this, that, the other, I realized what worked for me was not working for them. And, you know, I, I think unfortunately there's a lot of folks out there on the internet, like who are authorities who are like, you're just not working hard enough. You're just not tracking your food. You're just, you know what I mean? And I think that 
some people don't need to be mansplained that like, no, I am like, I am doing thing and it isn't working. And I think, unfortunately, so many women carry guilt. They'll be like, I did something wrong. It was me. It was no, the diet, like you didn't fail. The diet failed you because it wasn't built for your macrotype. And I think that this whole concept is just something very powerful. I want people to feel seen. I want them to like see themselves in each of these macro types because these are the five main trajectories. Again, I've worked with over 40,000 people that I've seen recur over and over and over again. And I think that I've worked with enough data points to be like, okay, these are the different categories. Now, is there additional customization from time to time off of each of them? Sure. But these are the five main trajectories that I'd say 99% of people will fit into one of these. Now I have thyroid issues, hypothyroid. Mm. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Mm. So I'm guessing that the macro type three is good for that. The more protein, low carb. And the fat is interesting. I I noticed 37.5% protein and 36% fat. It's a, yeah, it's a ratio shift. And it seems, it seems so subtle. That's like, that's not that big of a difference, but it is, it, it is a big difference. And it's funny because in the answer to the type three macro type, it, it says here in the book, if you fall into this category, you may not be at the point where you need medication to support hormone imbalances with respect to estrogen, progesterone, insulin, or thyroid issues, like yep. you said, but you are beginning to notice inflammation, fatigue, or brain fog when you consume higher levels of carbs. Oh, I definitely have all that. Yeah. And that, but the thing is that I think, doesn't that feel good though, to feel seen, to feel yes. like truly understood on a more intimate level with what you feel, what you experience, because so many of my clients, they go to their doctors and their doctors are like, they just act like they're crazy. <laughs> they're like, no, just exercise more, eat right. But, okay. So what does that mean though? Like, Yeah. And they don't believe in food intolerances either. A lot of them, like I have a bunch of food sensitivities and they just look at you. If it doesn't show up on an allergy test, my daughter uh, had all, you know, she's very congested. We got off dairy, which helped, but not all the way. She got all her allergy tests done. She was convinced she was allergic to dust. They all came back neg- mm-hmm. negative. And I said, there's still something going on. And I'm not bashing mainstream doctors at all. I'm just saying that sometimes you have to look in other places. You got to look at what you're eating. You got to look at what's in your environment. You can't just get a test and they'll, you know, say, okay, well, I guess you're just fine, even though you're always stuffy. Or I can eat something and get a migraine. No, no, you're fine. Food doesn't do that. It didn't show up on your allergy test. It's very frustrating. I, I think that we need to continue to bridge the gap between, you know, medicine as a solution, which again, there is a valid time and place for medication. Like hands down, I'm not debating that whatsoever, but nutrition as a solution, you know, a lot of problems that have people have brought upon themselves. I hate to say that was due to poor nutrition choices. So tweaking your nutrition choices absolutely positively can heal that. And I think that the accessibility to the science of how has been far too limited. People do get their information off of the internet. Now they get it off of unreliable sources and that's why it was so important to me to create this in a way that was accessible, create this in a way that, you know, if you want to dig deeper and learn more about the relationships between thyroids and hormones and this, you can dig in, but like, it's just going to put you in a place where it's going to land you, show you where to go, show you how to eat, give you some guidance of what to do. And then you can always come back and re- refer to other aspects of it. 
Yeah, but you give so much great science in your book and so much great information. Now, with the Let's Set Up Your Plans, you have to determine your basal metabolic rate. I did that. And your activity factor, your daily total energy expenditure, your target calorie intake. And, you know, like I said, my math isn't great. So I came out at like 2,012 calories or something. But that seemed really, I thought, that seems like a lot. For your TBEE? Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Okay, good. See, that's why I'm like, someone should check my math. No, 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 that sounds about right. Okay, good. Again, your mind goes to less, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I read your amazing book, my mind's still like, wait, you know, I have a friend that barely eats and I'm telling her, you're you're not helping yourself. Mm -hmm. You're just setting yourself up for failure. So I'm going to buy her your book. And I know it's scary, but I understand exactly who, what, when, where, why people, I felt that way, but- we got to eat. Food is not the enemy. Food is your advocate. Food is your ally. Food will help you feel better. And at the end of the day, I don't want anyone to fear food. Like the, the key is understanding what food is made up of, how that impacts your body and where you need to be. Now, you also talk about meal planning, which is great. And you look at food in six categories, lean proteins, fatty proteins, low GI carbs, healthy fats, fatty, low GI carbs, and that's glycemic index. If you can talk a little bit about those. Yeah. So I I broke food down into these categories because it makes it easier for people to conceptualize how to assemble a plate. And as you can see in the book, I give detailed meal plans and, you know, get into the nuts and bolts with the macros, but I also give an outline. Okay. So for breakfast, you should have fatty protein, some low GI carbs and, you know, X, right? So I did that because the thing is foods are not just made up of one macro, right? You know, I think that sounds great in theory, but like not all food is pure protein, not all food, like for instance, an egg, an egg is it's half protein and half fat. Like, you know, it's 6.5 grams of protein and five grams of fat and one egg. So because food naturally tends to be hybrids of certain macros, I broke them into those categories of the way the most common foods are and gave food lists. So people could simply assemble it for those who don't do too well with the numbers. If someone just, sometimes people just need a simple concept to, to start because, you know, I know math and food and numbers that can overwhelm some people. And I did that for those folks who just need something really simple to understand. That's why I broke food down into those categories. Yeah. I mean, I love skirt steak. Now skirt steak, I'll get it organic grass fed. Skirt steak has a lot of fat Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll cut the fat off and then sometimes I don't Mm -hmm. because I'm, you know, I don't buy into the whole saturated fat is the devil situation. Neither do I. Like a good plate for me, then I would think would be maybe leave some of the fat on and then maybe have even some avocado. Because again, if I'm the carb uh, protein feel low carb and I want to have the the protein with the fat and then a little extra fat and then maybe a little bit of quinoa and some vegetables or something like to me, that seems like a good plate. I just have the I just got to get the balance better. Yeah. The thing is, though, you're heading in the right direction and just, you know, a little bit of fine tuning, Lisa, you'd be shocked. You'd be. That's what I need. It, and it's. It's crazy because you'd be like, that's all I had to do. <laughs> you kicking yourself. You'd be like, why didn't I do this sooner? But, you know, I know. You don't know what you don't know. And I encourage anybody who has been in the struggle for a long time, you know what? Like, don't beat yourself up like you're here now. Utilize the information. And 
there's I have the references, I have the white papers, I have the studies that you know, that, that back the things, you know. And you guys can also see the success stories and case studies. Oh, I love those, yeah. And you know, this is real. Like this is not just something I just flung together. I've been wanting to be an author for a very long time. And it, it was actually a goal of mine for about 15 years now. And 10 years ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Seven years ago, I actually started writing the book. And, you know, I've never been more proud of anything in my entire career, Lisa, ever. Like, because... Well, it's huge. I I had... This book went through several manuscripts, went through several versions, but this is the 